You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the only piece of pop culture left after everything has been deleted by HBO Max. I am counting down the days. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cody and I pay for way too many streaming services. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. A uh, bunch of things to talk about. Um, we're going to circle back around to some more of that HBO Max stuff. But first, let's talk about some of the things we've been checking out. Check it out! All right. So, yeah, let's talk about some things we've been doing. I only have one thing, and it is a circle back around to something I talked about last week. Um, other than discovering character find of the century garbage ape from <laughs> from the Heathcliff comics, I was delighted for m- full minutes about uh, garbage ape. Oh, people are sleeping on Heathcliff. It is the comedy sensation of the year. It's like the most not like anti comedy comedy. It's great, but no, the thing that I've been doing, I was I've been playing more of Lego DC super villains. And last week I gave it a pretty good thumbs up. I am rolling that back. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, the the story is still good. The voice acting is still good. Just in general gameplay, not doing anything to like purposely mess with the game. I have soft locked it four times. Wow. For folks who don't play games a lot, soft lock is when uh, something happens out of sequence and you or some or a, an event fails to trigger and you can't move forward in the game. The only thing you could do is restart it. It's not supposed to happen. And yet I've soft locked it four times and I've hard froze it twice just from casual gameplay. Not like trying to break it. If I wanted to break this thing, I probably could crack it wide open. <laughs> it's probably a really lazy switch port. It I would guess f- it feels like it. And for that, I can't recommend playing it. It's, ah, oh man, it sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I'm going to finish it because that's what I do. But it's, yeah, the $3 was almost too much at this point. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's rough. It's a rough one. You get 90% through a level and go, oh, nope, something failed to trigger be- just from natural gameplay. And you're completely stuck. I was stuck in an elevator because a character failed to leave the control booth when it was scripted to. And I just stood there. (laughs) Couldn't do anything. Just done. Had to restart the whole thing. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Not not enjoyable. Me and the wife have been watching uh, Hulu's Solar Opposite show. I'm like on season three. Oh, the, the it's Rick and Morty, but not. Yeah. I don't know. I know you're groaning about it, but I've actually been kind of liking it. I stopped watching it. I I watched the first season and three or four episodes into the second, and I'm like, yeah, that's enough. All the uh, advertisements for the show makes it seem as though it is a mashup of Rick and Morty and Family Guy. Am I too far off on that? No, No. I I don't think you are. Okay. (laughs) There's There's no, like, cutaway, like... But, like, just the tone and setting and stuff like that is... I mean, sometimes. I mean, some of the humor can be pretty crass. But so can, you know, everything in Rick and Morty. Yeah, but... uh. It's Royland cutting free of Dan Harmon telling him not to do things. Okay. So it's him indulging 
his worst gotcha. um, tendencies. I see. I feel I like. I see. I don't know. Like I said, I've been liking it. The show is about an alien family that escapes the doom of their home world, and they're supposed to go to an uninhabited world and terraform it to create a new home world, but they ended up on Earth, and they crash landed on Earth, and they're stuck on Earth. Two of them are still very set in their alien ways, and the other two are kind of gone native. Gotcha. And everyone is dumb. Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, I mean, the one alien is just Rick. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he doesn't even change the voice. No, it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exact same. Well, how many are essentially Jerry? Jerry. How many of them are Jerry's? No, I, I don't think there's a Jerry the, equivalent. The one okay. alien's name is Terry. He's, he's the um, other adult alien who went native. He's the closest you could get to a Jerry, but not really. Like he loves okay. like, he loves like reality television and earth pop culture and dumb things like that. Mm. And then you have uh, Yumulak, who is the younger brother alien. They're very weird on how they, like, it's really, his big thing is when people annoy him, he shrinks them down and puts them in terrariums in his wall. Oh, okay. And then there's, like, this whole overarching story world that gets built within these terrariums in the wall. And it's played like a big budget Hollywood action movie. Like a dystopian, like... Uh, escape from New York, and it's oh. it's kind of cute and clever at first, but then it never ends, and then they keep doing it in season two. <laughs> well, now they they've reached like uh, there's a whole episode that takes place completely in the wall. Okay, the episode is called uh, "The Solar Opposites Go Bear Hunting." It's the one where Rick and Morty need to go inside Rick's engine for his spaceship, and there's an entire universe inside there. Kinda, except the aliens never interact with the people in the wall except to give them food. Mm. Um. But, like, in the background of that episode, you can see them, like, getting tranquilizer guns and hunting gear. And then later on, like, they're being mauled by a bear in their house. But it's never explained. Okay. As this very serious storyline is playing out with the people in the wall. Gotcha. Also, time seems to work differently within the wall with the people. Like, people kind of age faster and mm. whatnot. It's it's weird. Um, But, I don't know. I kind of like the show. It's, I don't know. It's like a dumb comfort show for me. I just watch it because it's just, you know, it's just dumb. I'm not investing too much into it. Sure. I don't know. I like it. Like I said, I'm nearing, I think I'm maybe halfway through season three. There's only three seasons. Mm. Uh, there's also like a holiday special, but I don't know anything about it yet because I watched it. The biggest laugh it got out of me was the end of the first season when the little pupa had the stupid Harry Potter wand. Oh, the oh the, the Harry Potter whistle. Yeah. It, it has Hogwarts on it and it plays... It plays the, the 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 Harry Potter theme like a like a like a crappy version of like a, like a, like like a dumb like toy whistle and they're like how, how does he keep getting this thing and like it shows him like earlier on in the episode like entering a neighbor's mind mm -hmm. and reliving her greatest memories in return that she goes into their house and unlocks the cabinet so he can have the whistle oh jeez <laughs> like he like she's like I wish I could see my you know my mother's face again I've forgotten it and yada 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 and he like creates this whole dreamscape for her. Mm. It's <laughs> it's just like this out of the out of like out of the way like stupid gags like that. Uh, and there's another episode where they have to like they put on these special shoes that allow them to retrace their steps through time, but they can't interact with time to find a uh, Corvo uh, Justin Rowland's character's wallet that he left on the home world. <laughs> I've been playing a bunch of video games lately. Okay. Um, I've been playing The Wrath of the Lamb, which is the the hot new thing. 
Um, Wrath of the Lamb? Wrath of, oh, wait, no, it's not Wrath of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb? I got it mixed up with Binding of Isaac expansion. Oh, yeah. Because it's very similar it's to very Binding similar. of Isaac, it turns out. It's, is it Cult of the Lamb? Cult is that what it's lamb. actually Cult, called? Cult That's what it's lamb. actually called. It's a game that combines like a roguelike dungeon crawler with a resource management and building simulation. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. It's very good. The setting makes it work really well. You are about to be sacrificed to a cult. You're saved by some sort of elder god who grants you magic powers so you can start your own cult mm-hmm. and fight back against the other one. And so and everything is super cute. So you're like a, the so, elder except gods for when it's not. Except yeah. for when it's not. <laughs> so yeah. kind of like Binding of Isaac. Kinda. Yeah, it it has a lot of Binding of Isaac's DNA in it. It's it's Binding of Isaac, but not as deep. Yeah, the, and it's the, resource management, like almost like uh, Age of Empires, right? Kind of like you're you're gathering wood, you're gathering stone, you're building stuff, you're trying to get resources, yeah, then to go back out and do more stuff. And, and the the stuff you do in the dungeons gets you more resources too. So you right, can it's build. A, it has a really good uh, loop. Yeah. to it. Yes, it's a very good gameplay loop. And you you level up your different followers, and the higher level they are, when you die in the dungeons, you can sacrifice your followers, and the more they believe in you, the more hearts they're worth to restore of your health when you die. Right? Yeah. It, it all both systems mesh really well to make a, a fun game. Well, they make it very clear that you're that the followers are supposed to be used as a resource, just like everything else. Yeah. Sounds like a cult. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a cult simulator and a Binding of Isaac simulator. Which yeah, is weird because there, like, yeah. so there is because there is like a game called Cult Simulator. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, what isn't a simulator anymore? You know, <laughs> but the art and animation is really cute. And it looks good very solid, like very smooth, very solid. I've yeah. I've watched a, a few gameplays of it, and it looks pretty pretty solid. Um, the other game, um, I I got uh, Live Alive. Oh yeah, how was about that on here? How was that? I think we talked about it off mic. It's excellent. I've only played through one of the stories, but I enjoyed it so much I played through it all in one sitting. That's excellent. Which one did you play through? I played the uh, ancient China one. Okay, sure. Where you you play as an old like kung fu master, and you have mm-hmm. to take on three disciples and train them in different ways, and the choices you make during the story affects who. Who lives and who dies? <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, so and the and the stats of your disciple that you end up with, mm-hmm. and the, the whole conceit of Live Alive is it's several different like vignette RPG stories that combined into one later. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like Octopath Traveler, but a, a lot better and a lot more f- fulfilling gameplay wise. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need a quick one to play, if you're like have like twenty minutes to sit down, do the present day one. Because it is just this guy who decides I'm going to be the strongest, and his levels are. Oh, it's like a fighting game. It's yeah. just Street Fighter. <laughs> it's there's no running around. There's no overworld. Anything. It just gives you. It's just fight after it, fight it after fight. It just gives you eight, eight characters that you have to fight in order, and you, you're the whole conceit is you're trying to trick your opponent into using one of their attacks because he is kind of your blue mage. Or, where if you see their, them do a special attack, you can do it. You will then learn that special attack that you can use later on in the game when everything kind of converges at the end. And, and all these stories take place within the same like battle system. It has yeah. kind of like a, a JRPG, almost strategy RPG battle system where everybody's moving around on a grid. Right. And you have a series of different skills you can use. 
Uh, I like how your health and your mana refill after every battle. So you that can is go, very nice. You can go all out every fight if you want. You don't have to mm-hmm. worry about um, resources. saving saving yeah. some. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I'm partway through the prehistoric era one, and it is very good. There's no dialogue whatsoever. Everything is either voice acted grunts or like iconography appearing on the screen while while people make motions down. It's really cool and neat. Yeah, and this is a remake of an old Super Nintendo game that never came to yeah. the West. It yep. was a Japan only, like Fam- Super Famicom, right? Yes, and but this is upgraded visuals. It's got yes. this two point five D thing. That, Looks like, like Octopath Traveler, yeah. which it looks fantastic here. They did an excellent job with it. Yeah, um, it's worth getting. Um, I've definitely. really looked cl- hard at it. I've looked really close. Uh, I came this close to picking it up. But, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's worth it, and it's not a full price game. I think it's like fifty bucks instead of sixty. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, if you have ever enjoyed a JRPG, it's it's very very good. Yeah, I hear the the robot stage is basically Alien. Yeah, <laughs> and that one the, doesn't the, have the far of this future. Yeah, yeah, and that one doesn't have hardly any combat at all. Right. Also, yeah, I've read. Yes, but I, I'm interested in seeing seeing how all the stories connect because I played the Super Famicom version back in the day, and I've mm-hmm. I've dabbled in every storyline, but I've never finished all of them. Um, but now's the time, probably. Yeah, yeah, now's the time. <laughs> uh, the other game I've been playing is Roller Drome. Okay, roller yeah. Drome? I'm, not, I'm not familiar with this. The one. The roller skating shooting game. It was in one of the PlayStation. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Directs. It is a lot of fun. The much like how uh, Cult of the Lamb is a combination resource management and uh, and uh, roguelike. This is Tony Hawk meets like Quake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like an arena shooter meets Tony Hawk. Yeah, because you you are like a roller derby girl who goes around in a post. Not post-apocalypse, but a like, like a, a dystopian, yeah, dystopian future um, that participates in roller drome, which is a sport where you go in and you shoot all of the the people in the arena. So yeah. it's like it's like it's like rollerball, but without the actual sport part of it. It's just right. the murder. Yeah, yeah, and the other people aren't like people skating; they are just people there to kill you. <laughs> ah, gotcha. oh, so like the Running Man. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Interesting. But the conceit is it is a shooter, but the way to get ammo is by doing tricks, uh, Tony Hawk style. <laughs> okay. So you, there's a point, a point system, and a just getting through the level aspect that combine together to make a really fun, interesting game. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it mm. because it's very good and very fun. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of how like Splitgate came out, and Splitgate is Splitgate is a lot of fun, but almost nobody talks about it. Splitgate being a first-person shooter, like Halo style, but with like portal portals. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and Roller Drum it has a very unique-looking, almost comic booky art style. There's like really cool shader effects going on that makes it look really unique. Oh, neat! And the shooting is just really solid. You can you can do um, like bullet time to slow down while you're skating. Oh, gotcha. All right, yeah, I was gonna want. I was wondering about that because you know typically. Tony Hawk games, well, not the way I play them, because <laughs> the way I play them is you roll for five seconds and then fall over, but they usually go pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I typically just, I hit, I, I, I hold the acceleration button in Tony Hawk, and then I just button mash and do tricks. 
you can't, you actually can't bail out on the tricks. You never like. Oh, you never fall. You never or whatever. fall from doing a trick bad. You just don't score as well. Gotcha. Oh. Interesting. That's kind of a bummer. <laughs> no, it it keeps it from slowing the, the game down. Mm. You're always moving and you're always avoiding. There's a dodge button to dodge attacks too. Oh, nice. So if you've got a sniper on you, you get the laser that's on you. And if you wait until the laser turns white, that means they're about to shoot and you can do a dodge and, you know, perfect dodge. More points. If, yeah, no, if you perfect dodge into a bullet time, you get like re- super reflex mode, which makes your shots hit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually little story parts before each set of levels where you're in first person, like walking around a locker room or the TV station, and you pick up little like story bits as you play. So there's an interesting story there as well. Oh, nice. Nice. And a cool boss fight in, against a giant spider tank. Excellent. <laughs> that just makes me think of a ghost in the shell with that spider Tachikoma? tank. No, no, the actual oh. spider tank at the end of the original movie. God, I haven't seen that in so long. Like the one, like, uh, the major's, like, dodging and, like, it just, just absolutely destroys, like, the whole room she's in or whatever. And actually, the uh, the lobby scene from the first Matrix movie borrows a lot from that scene. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I can see that. But more more people need to be playing and talking about Roller Drum, I think. Okay. Cool. I'm surprised how much Call of the Lamb has taken. Well, I'm not that surprised. I, but... a, a lot of it is the Twitch integration. There's a lot of people on it. Basically, there's a whole section where you can, um, every time you get a new f- uh, follower on, yeah. in, in the game, uh, if you're playing on Twitch and you have a lot of people watching, you can actually open it up to a raffle in order to have their name <laughs> as your as the follower, as the follower, and, and not just the name, but they can fully customize their character. Oh. And it's like really deep customization. It's like surprisingly deep. Yeah, for there's it. there's different animals and colors of animals and mm. all kinds of stuff. Hmm. I for some reason got in the routine of naming each of my followers after some sort of tool. So I have like trowel and <laughs> nice and. Uh, the the axe is one of their names. Nice, the nice. Axe. Yeah, I, I don't know why I did it. It's just the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, well, well maybe they should all be my tools. <laughs> is, is is your settlement called the toolbox? No, I just called it Lambstown. Oh, like, okay. Like Jonestown. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh well, they yeah yeah. <laughs> I've also been playing. Speaking, we talked about phone games earlier. Oh yeah yeah. And I've been playing. This is also phone and PC, and I've played it in both locations. Tower of Fantasy. Okay. And it is it is Genshin Impact. Oh, it is all right. Up and down Genshin Impact, but in a fantasy or not fantasy setting, in a sci-fi setting, which makes it infinitely more interesting to me. <laughs> okay, fair. Um and I I don't know why, but I've just been playing the heck out of it. And I mean, oh, the gameplay loops good because it's got the same exploration as uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because both games are massive knockoffs of Breath of, of the Breath Wild. Breath of the Wild, sure. Which I guess makes Tower of Fantasy a knockoff of a knockoff. Yeah. A yeah. copy of a copy, if yeah. you will. But I, mean, I don't know. Something about it has grabbed me. The The art is good. It's it's anime stuff. But it's sci-fi anime, which I've always liked that particular like fantasy star-esque oh, sure. look going on. Yeah. Um, And the, the gotcha mechanic seems surprisingly generous. Oh, that's good. That's I mean that is yeah. different from Genshin Impact. Yeah. The like the one of the main things you'll find is actually the premium currency that oh. you can exchange for. So it's not stuff. just a, a put money in get character out 
situation. I mean, I'm sure there's some of that as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the premium currency that you find is of a lower level than the other stuff oh, you sure. can buy. But you can you still get to do rolls for stuff frequently enough to oh, that's cool. not feel like you're wasting your time. Yeah. Oh, good. neat. Very neat. Uh, and you get to create a character, too, with a pretty good character creator instead oh. of just having, you know, a series -hero. of series of waifus that you get with Genshin. Yeah. I mean, you get that. That aspect is there, too. You Anytime you unlock a weapon, there's a character with it, and you can play with that skin of that character. Mm. It's, mm -hmm. it's called a simulacrum. Okay. So... You, you're disguised as that character, sort of. I don't know. It's a, gotcha. it's a dumb conceit, so they can have the waifus. But you also get to create a character, which is cool. I prefer that. Sure, yeah. And you get a variety of cool weapons, too. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's worth a download, honestly. Okay, yeah, I might have to check it out. Sounds cool. We went to Rift Tracks uh, the other night. They did um, Return of Swamp Thing. We've talked about Rift Tracks a lot. We've talked times. about Rift Tracks, Rift Tracks a lot, but yeah, Return of Swamp Thing is a terrible movie. Yeah, it, it's bad. It was, especially the scene where he has Heather Locklear eat part of him. Yeah, well, that's that's actually taken from the comics. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not to that. It's we it, it probably looks better in the comic. Oh, than yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Swamp Thing movies always just looked like I don't know, DC Toxic Avenger to me. I, I, yeah, I felt like the first one was good. The first one was pretty serious and good. This one tried to be a, it's a Jim Wynorski film, and he's kind of a B to Z oh, grade yeah, it's uh, movie. Super guy. campy and not in a. Well, would it surprise you if I said it's the same guy who did Chopping Mall? No. <laughs> yeah. You smell that's like a, pepperoni pizza. That's a better movie, though. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Chopping Mall. I love Chopping Mall. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. a great movie. <laughs> we all went to bad movie night for that. Yeah. For that. We sure did. For but that for that movie. The coolest thing that Swamp Thing does is like turn into goo and then show up in a bathtub. Yeah. Which is not cool, but that's no. the coolest that's thing he the does. That's the coolest thing movie. he does. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it has the most annoying child to ever be an annoying child in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks kind of like a redheaded version of the fat kid from the Goonies. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, chunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and the Rift Tracks guys were, of course, really funny. Yeah, and sure. It's it's a movie that opens itself up to a lot of good jokes. I mean, I feel like a b bad movies always do. Yeah. The short they did, though, beforehand was something else. Oh, yeah. It was a, a film by the Colorado Dental Board about going to the dentist from like the 50s <laughs> and a good portion of it was marionette puppets that were terrifying oh no yeah. <laughs> i mean puppets in general are already are already kind of creepy yeah and add teeth to that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> add tooth stuff it was called danny's dental date oh no <laughs> hi this is danny all american red-blooded teen yeah pretty much uh, there's some fun stuff about what they thought should be in your diet circa the 1950s. Like it's a lot of red meat. Like four glasses of milk a day, and also don't forget your butter. Oh sure, yeah. Hey, at least it, tablespoons uh, of butter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Added to the milk. Hey, at least it was nice. real butter and not like margarine, <laughs> where it's just oil. There was a good solid five minutes of vegetables 
falling across the screen, like <laughs> like puppet dancing across the screen. It's like, how many of these vegetables can you name? And then they fell across the screen for a very long period of time. <laughs> Is it like a marionette, ver- a marionette version of like, let's go to the concession stand? Yeah, kind of. If it was all like poorly lit vegetables. <laughs> And then it ends with him going to the 1950s dentist, which is a nightmare. The worst lit dentist office I've ever seen. (laughs) It was so dark, and the chair that they had to sit in was so scary. Did they get out the big drill? They did drill a cavity, and the dentist explains how the drill works by carving his initials on his fingernail and then also carving the child's initials on his fingernail and then putting the drill directly into the child's mouth. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. And also the filling, they give him a filling and it's a combination of like mercury and something else like mercury and lead. Basically, I, that was a, a joke. A riff was about throw some lead in there too while you're at it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Everybody was like, oh. (laughs) And I thought it was bad that mine were made out of like porcelain or something. (laughs) No, it it was a horrible cocktail of death. (laughs) That sounds like another 1950s PSA. (laughs) Horrible cocktail of death. (laughs) Like red asphalt. Uh, Shake hands with danger in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Shake hands with danger. That's a that's That's a a, a riff tracks classic. They that's all on YouTube. You can watch all. Oh yeah, shake hands with danger. Yeah, that one's there. Um, I always like the one fun with grass. Yeah, because corn is grass. Because corn is grass. (laughs) They make a terrible, horrible mask out of like long grass. Oh, it's oh, it's terrible. Reminds me of that like that picture that's been going that go, that's been going around the internet for a while now of like that really old school like PSA about electricity and it says the guy made of lightning bolts holding a switchblade next to a child and it says electricity will kill you. <laughs> yep. Yep. He looks a lot like Springy the the mascot of Springs. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> no springs. No springs. Do you remember uh that stupid lightning bug from like the light, the, oh, yeah. the electric yeah. company commercials that we had when we were kids. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I can't remember the song that he sings. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it as well. For some reason, the only thing popping in my head is the "Be Cool About Without Fire, fire safety. safety." Yes, that same, same exact <laughs> thing. <laughs> like they all liked this. Seem like like Mr. DNA from like Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah, the Riff Tracks guys are always consistently very funny. Mm-hmm. The thing about the new Mystery Science Theater is that it's not. It's never bad, but there's always ones that are better than others. Oh, sure. Yeah. And with Rift Tracks, it's always at least like a lot. It's There's a baseline of funny that they never seem to hit with Mr. the new Mystery Science Theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Which does sound like I'm ragging on the new ones. They're, they're fine. They're, they're fine. They're, they're very good. good. Yeah. They're just, they're just Rift Tracks always seems to be funnier. It's it's clear who kind of were who, the... Who wrote the jokes. Who were the best joke writers on the mystery, old Mystery Science Theater yeah cast and it was and it was mike nelson and uh kevin um um murphy murphy bill corbett. bill corbett yeah yeah hey let's go ahead and take a break and when we come back we'll get into some news hi everyone i'm greg dunham the host of long play long play might be as far as anyone can tell a hit from coast to coast apparently 
Longplay may also be an international sensation. I've contacted WZMO's sister station in Paris to check the pulse of the City of Lights. Bonjour! Avec Longplay? Tu vas te tuer, spestidio. C'est incroyable! <laughs> My French is a little rusty, but I think she said we're a hit! Imbecile! I invite you to tune into Longplay Fridays at 11 p.m. and Saturdays at 3 p.m. Just to see on WZMA. Hey, everybody, we're back from the break where we tell you about other shows on the network that you should maybe listen to. Absolutely. You know, uh, if you want. If you want, if, if, if you so choose. Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about some news. News. Juicy. I, I heard that long play show that they have is very good. I've heard it's very good as well. I've heard that uh, the one coming up in the middle of the day today is going to be 10,000 Maniacs, which is a very good episode. There you go. You Wink. heard it here first. You heard, yeah. yeah. Versus the four that sit in this room and ramble about stuff. You heard it here first, except for the people that listened to it last night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's talk about some stuff. So at the top of the show, we kind of alluded to some more problems with Warner Brothers and HBO Max. Let's go ahead and get that <laughs> nastiness out of the way. Uh, I hope you weren't expecting to sit your child in front of Sesame Street today. Yeah, that's a problem, <laughs> huh? Yeah, because uh, over 200 episodes of Sesame Street have been unceremoniously uh, deleted from HBO Max. Yeah, now that doesn't mean that Sesame Street is like ending or has disappeared or anything like that. It's still on PBS and first run, you know, whatever, syndication, whatever. But yeah, going back and watching older episodes, yeah, totally gone. Yeah, um... A huge list of stuff has been removed from HBO Max. A massive list. Mostly yeah. Cartoon Network branded material. Uh, a very targeted towards uh, kids, kids programming, or perceived perceived kids, perceived kids yeah. program programming. <laughs> Most of all, all of the Cartoon Network shows. Uh, except for one lone episode of Uncle Grandpa, which I'm assuming remains because Uncle Grandpa is too powerful to ever be completely destroyed. <laughs> I bet it's the Steven Universe tie-in episode because <laughs> oh, Steve, sure. Steven yeah. Universe wasn't on the list. Well, they made too yes. much money off Steven Universe. Oh, yeah, they can't write it off. Yeah, that's the whole thing with all of this. Um, the the new owner of uh, Warner Brothers, the guy that's from uh, the Learning Channel and the Discovery, absolutely disgusting dirtbag that owns that company. Yeah, allegedly he is allegedly alleged dirtbag. I I, th I think people need to be dissing this man as much as they do like Bobby Kotick. Or I like I tend to agree, but yes, his whole he's doing a slash and burn campaign where anything that has not made a certain amount of money, they are cutting just with. No regard to anything. And like it's wild. And like no heads up. They're just like, it's just gone. Yeah. Yeah. We got a two day notice on, on like twenty different shows. It was a huge list. It was a humongous list. Uh we don't want to go through the entire list, no. but some of the episodes. Well, there was there's a show called Infinity Train that you guys have you guys talked about I've, on the show? I think I've, you guys have mentioned I've watched, it. I've watched the I watched the original pilot years ago when it came out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I I've dabbled in Infinity Train. I think I've watched four or five of them. Probably. I mean, yeah. it's a good show. It's like right up there with with the with Cartoon Network's best stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it has been removed uh, to the point where what Cartoon Network's Twitter has also removed all of 
mentions of Infinity Train and the pilot was removed from YouTube. The Everything's soundtracks getting... were taking off, taken off of streaming services. Yeah, it is being completely well. Again, it's it's a whole thing where if there's any avenue for the IP for the, for the, to make any kind yeah. of money, it has to be removed because the minute it starts, it technically makes a profit. It can no longer be a write off, and they would get in trouble with. Uh, the feds for tax purposes. Fraud. Yeah. That, uh, summer- I don't know. This is me speaking not as a tax person. I don't know yeah. that much. I'm going off hearsay off the internet, yeah. but people who seem like they know what they're talking about has been talking about this. Yeah, and it's not 100% been made known that's what they're doing, but it's what it it's, it's very clear. It's, it's very what they're much doing. Much looks like it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they. Well, they just slashed. Well, like we talked about last week, they slashed and burned uh, the Batgirl movie and a bunch of things that hadn't come out yet for, and that was for tax write-off purposes. But there is some weird stuff like that Summer Camp Island show, which is a good show. I like that show. And it just they just finished making the fifth season of it. And that's gone. Gone. But it's still going to air. The new episodes will still air on Cartoon Network. So. Yeah. Or now. Yeah. Yeah. But also the fact, you know, how many people still have cable anymore? That's the other thing. Yeah. Well, a show that you guys have mentioned multiple times close enough. Yep. It's gone. gone. Yeah. You can't watch that now. It's gone. Anywhere. Uh, OKKO is gone. Which is, which is a fantastic show. My, one of my favorite animated shows of all time. Yeah. Um, and I, and it's weird because it's not, I wasn't a child when it came out. Like, no. I, as an adult, yeah. I watched all of it and I it's love it. It's a generally good show. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of nostalgia for older properties in that as well. Yeah. Isn't there like a, a Captain Planet episode and a, a Sonic, Cap- yeah. Sonic, a Sonic Adventures, um, Garnet and Ben 10 both show up. Garnet from Steven Universe, Ben 10 from Ben yeah. 10. Um, uh, what was another show? Oh, uh, Mau Mau is taken off, and that was yeah. a, that was a decent show. I watched a few episodes of that. Uh, Mau Mau is a cat superhero and a fan or a hero in a fantasy world. Speaking of Sesame Street, earlier the uh, spinoff, um, the not so late show with Elmo, with Elmo, which I never I knew existed, but had never actually watched. That is completely disappeared, and there's no there's no avenue to find these save for uh, hitting the high seas and finding secret backdoor ways of finding these things that I cannot condone publicly. (laughs) There's a huge chunk of animation history that is going to be... It's gone. It's just ripped from from the internet. Lost media. It's going to be up to the fans to preserve. Yeah. Keep circulating those tapes, as they say. Yeah. But yeah, it's... I mean, some of this stuff is... If people aren't careful, this is going to become lost media. I mean, and I mean, don't get me wrong. There were a lot of sh- there was a lot of things on there I had never heard of. I had like sure, no but connection. I'm sure, but every every show is a, is someone's favorite show. Yeah, and also the fact you know there you know all the people who worked on those shows you know their 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 work is not going to get seen. You know, especially right. animation that is an incredibly difficult difficult field. yeah pro and time consuming process. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's it's just a shame that things are being targeted the way they are, and I mean there is there are rumors that some of the uh, uh, DC live action shows like uh, Titans and Doom Patrol, whose series were in the middle of story arcs, are probably not going to be renewed. There's uh, a lot a lot of stuff is just being wiped completely, and it's like I know they're trying to like I don't know make some money back on this on this purchase or this takeover or whatever you want to call it 
but it also they're, they're gutting it. They're, yeah, they're gutting but it, Warner but it also feels like Discovery doesn't really fully understand what they have. No, they don't because like they the, guy, ha- the the guy who's in charge of it is comes from the reality TV realm, and he only knows how to. Yeah. Which is about making a show for the cheapest amount of money possible. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, it's it's a shame, and I mean it's it honestly makes me concerned for multiverses. I know they they came out and said that so that all this stuff is not going to affect them for but for now. Uh, you know what? It's only a matter of time before Warner Brothers' Sauron eye looks towards other yeah. other bits of media under their umbrella and go and goes. You know what? Let's put the kibosh on this before it makes too much money. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that Suicide Squad game won't come out. We're gonna shut, uh, probably not. We're gonna at shut, this point. We're gonna shut this down, or you have to put in uh, people from Ninety Day Fiance. That's it. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> you get you get John and Kate, and then their their yeah. special move is the other plus eight. Let's get the old host from t- Trading Spaces. <laughs> you remember that? Remember that show? Yeah. I, actually legitimately watched oh, yeah. that show a lot that was actually not a terrible one i mean there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that made that one a terrible one but <laughs> the show itself was why, why swap, watchable why swap has like a billion different skins <laughs> that's it yes that's the next uh dlc patch is wife swap uh season pass <laughs> the, well the worst part is hbo max was the only streaming service that felt like it was the actual contender to netflix sure oh, yeah. yeah it had such, now, it has such uh, not great, now yeah it has such great stuff like it probably would have ended up making money if they stuck Continued. at it. Like it was, it was a good service. They did a good one. Yeah, it, like it. The interface is good. It's generally pretty user friendly. It's not. It doesn't chug like things like Disney Plus or you know, like net. Yeah, Netflix is like the pinnacle. Like it's been doing it for the longest. It's the most stable. It's this. But, but HB- they keep raising the price on it. Eventually. I know. Yeah. I almost dropped Netflix. Oh yeah, uh, a I've couple been. Of months ago I've been seriously thinking about it. it. There's just not much there. Honestly, if I was gonna drop one, um, well, not counting Paramount. Well, yeah, Paramount. Um, <laughs> nobody counts it would, Paramount. It would be Disney Plus because the only thing I watch on it is the new Marvel, the Marvel shows stuff, and there out. are other avenues in which you can find those. Yeah. Oh, that was my other check it out. Yeah, uh, go for it. Uh, we watched the first episode of of uh, She-Hulk. Yeah, we did yeah, too. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, She-Hulk was was great. Um, there's a bit of fourth wall breaking, talking to the camera kind of stuff, and that's good. That's that was in yeah. the character, which is fun history. Yeah. Um, and it's it like the first episode is like a it opens up with her getting ready for a case, and then someone makes a you know an off comment about hulking out, and she goes, "Well, you're probably wondering about that," and goes into like a flashback on how she became the. I she thought you're wondering how I got into this. Situation. Yeah, pretty yeah. much like record scratchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. It's a very, very clearly comedy focused. Oh yeah, and it is funny, and it's only a half hour sitcom. Yeah, yeah it's like basically. thirty. It's like thirty seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked it. I don't understand people's you know beef with it. I understand people's beef with it. It's because it is a female-led show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. I wasn't going to go there. I was going to add more to it, but no, that's that's, yeah. the, that's it, unfortunately. That's the, you know, that's the what? sentient elephant in the IMDb room. IMDb got review bombed <laughs> uh, it's in from a, it. It's kind of in a rock and a hard place, too, because yeah. it's it's going to be too, too woke for those. The, those folks, and it's not doing enough for the opposite end, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, they kind of have to play it a little bit safe. It's a Marvel show. Yeah. They can't do anything too extreme one way or the other because 
end of the day, what what they're doing is trying to sell merch. Yeah, this is this is like middle the the target audience is middle America. Like yeah. it's not going to be too wild either direction. Like sure, it's got to be safe. Their by goal necessity. is necessity. Yeah, I mean, she does sort of have like a superhero fight, like in the last like minute of the show. Oh, Titana, right? <sighs> They don't say. They, yeah, don't, they don't say. say. Okay. Yeah. She, I believe she plays a character from the comics named Titana, who's being reworked for the series. Yeah, that's who. It, yeah, that's who it is. Okay. They, they was, didn't wasn't say. that a DC villain? Or no, no. Titana is. Uh, uh, she's the she's the absorbing man's wife from the oh, comic I'm from thinking, Marvel Comics. I'm thinking. Uh, what was her name? Giganta. Giganta from DC. Yeah. No. That's, a, one, that's a Wonder Woman villain. That's a Wonder Wo- Woman yeah, villain. Yeah. No. From what I from what I've read online, this version of Titana has been reworked from being just a straight up supervillain with super strength to a tick uh, TikTok Instagram influencer and self reported strongest woman on earth who gets like. Um, that makes sense with who they casted. Yeah. That, that yeah. seems she, like she, a character she, she, she gets, would yeah, excel she, at. She gets like uh, uh, jealous of talking people talking about the She-Hulk and decides well, to to like threaten her by well, in to the ep- try to prove that she's still episode, the strongest person. In the episode, she just busts into the courtroom out of nowhere. She yeah. even goes, "Who are you?" and gets her butt kicked by Jennifer Walters. Yeah, that's that's basically it. And there's there's going to be a bunch of like C and D tier villains show like I up know, in the series. I know. Um, um, yeah, Abo- the, like Abomination is supposed to pop up. Abomination at some point. is is one of the major characters, and Wong does show up briefly. But also, Wong fought the Abomination in Shang Chi. Yeah, but the weird thing is, Disney Plus doesn't have the Incredible Hulk on their service. It's the only MCU movie that is not on their because service because it's not owned by Disney, uh, Disney uh, Marvel. Yeah, it was it was a Sony movie. Was it a Sony? Uh huh. And and it's only quasi canon at, <laughs> at this point. Yeah. It's, it's like like General Ross, the end credit scene with Tony Stark, and I think the Abomination. Oh, and the mention of the of the Super Soldier Serum given by given to Captain America. Right, is pretty much the only things they really care. But from what I understand, also from what I've interviews I've read about stuff because I've read I haven't seen the episode, but I've read a lot of stuff with interviews from the cast and stuff. What's his name? Tim Roth, the the guy who's playing uh, Abomination, said, "Yeah, I'm playing the character, and I'm technically it's technically the same guy, but that's been being written so differently." that I'm approaching it completely differently. Apparently, he has learned to control his Hulk... His, his, his Hulk, abomination his side. His abomination Hulk side by creating a um, a uh, a wellness retreat called Abomaste. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a huge thing about, like, yoga that Bruce goes into with this, yeah. thing, with this thing with Jen. Yeah. Uh, Abo- yeah, abomination is like a, a, a yoga master now or something. <laughs> I mean, he gets arrested at some point. Cause... Oh, sure. Well... Because yeah. she has to deal with I, the that, much, a trailer I saw was like him in like a prison jumpsuit. Sure, sure. But like the the wrecking crew's gonna show up briefly, yeah. And they're nobodies, but that's great that they're there. There was someone else that I read that's gonna show up, and I can't remember who it is. I'll give me two. You guys, you guys talk about it. I'm going to look it up real quick. I mean, I liked the show. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, the talking points they make in the show are very important. But that's also probably the stuff that makes, you know, certain bends of people unhappy with the show. <laughs> but it's so surface, like it's so ridiculous to be upset about it because it's so, so surface level, like women's studies class first yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, like she talks about, like, you know, Bruce goes into this thing where she's talking about, like, she needs to learn to control her emotions, her rage, and things like that. And she goes into a long list of, like, oh, you think I can't control my emotions when this, 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 and this always happen? And then she, like, hulks and then de-hulks immediately. So it's like... Oh, it's it's, uh, Z-tier villains, Leapfrog, and the Porcupine. Oh, my God. They're pulling pulling nobodies for this show, and I love it. Were they in the comic? Like her newest run of comics? I don't believe so. Because Le- I feel like that's what they're pulling from. They're pulling a lot from that. And they're pulling from the original series. And they're pulling Z-tier villains from Daredevil and Spider-Man. Leapfrog's a Spider-Man villain. Porcupine's yeah. a, uh, uh, was a member of the Hand briefly. So he's a Daredevil guy. Oh, and, and um, uh, Charlie Cox. Yeah, is, obviously. The Daredevil, yeah, the Daredevil gonna is going to show up at some point in some capacity. But and also- his version is more in line with the Matt Fraction pseudo-comedy book that they did years ago. That There's a famous panel online with uh, Matt Murdock wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm not, not Daredevil, Daredevil from it's, that, from it's, that it, run. That's, it's, it's a Christmas party. It's a Christmas it's party, party where he's wearing a shirt that says, I'm not Daredevil. Yeah, yeah that's it's that version of but Daredevil, also, so he's know, having when you more think fun about with it, it. Matt Fraction has done so many good things for Marvel. Oh, he really has. Oh, yeah, they've pulled a lot of his stuff for these Like shows, various things. He, he is a fantastic writer. He's They've done a lot of stuff. He definitely like brought levity yeah. to your, oh, I'm serious, superhero shows, or superhero. And I mean, he's able to write serious as, oh, yeah. as well. Uh, but, but people don't want, at least from my experience, people don't want serious all the time. No, is there's a time and a place. Exactly. There like I think I, I think that's why things like the Guardians of the Galaxy got so popular, you know, for, the, for its levity. For its levity, or the fact that you know Spider-Man is a top favorite of a lot of people because yeah, he has all this power and all this drama about his personal life, but also he is very quippy, he's very jokey, you know. Yeah. But he's not constant comedy like say something like the newer dare or the narrow, the newer Deadpool stuff. Sure. And when I say newer, I mean the last twenty years of Deadpool <laughs> stuff. People want a quip every now and then, but mostly serious stories around Captain America. They don't want serious stories surrounding yeah, like Guardians or something. Or, or your Spider-Man. Level. And She-Hulk is more on the comedy <laughs> there, side of things. The, yeah, the there's end, a joke. There's I, the, I know. The end credit scene in She-Hulk is have, so I have, funny. Yeah, the I end have heard that. It's very good. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I laugh so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't spoil it for folks. I know, I know. Yes, I know, but I've, I've, I'm aware of it, and that's It's, it's very, very good. It's like a running conversation, isn't it? Yeah, there's like a running thing yeah. where like uh, she's asking Bruce a bunch of questions about his Avengers like companions and coworkers. And like, yeah, and, and Smart Hulk's like treat talking about them like they're coworkers. Yeah, right? it's yeah, like, it's yeah, yeah, his colleagues and stuff. And then mm-hmm. the fact that like she she drags she dogs on him for calling himself Smart Hulk. He's like, I didn't come up with the name. He goes, Yeah, but you're using it. You're branding it. And he's <laughs> like, Oh, don't don't you lawyer talk me. <laughs> And the CG is fine. Yeah, the CG's There's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. The, that first trailer that they put out, the CG wasn't done. They they rushed that out. Yeah, it, it felt like it. Def- it didn't have like the shadows and the depth to yeah. it. Yeah. But but now that's a that's something that it's an- a sticking point. Something antis can hang their hat on, even she, though they fixed it. Yeah. She looks better than the Hulk looked in the first Avengers movie. Sure, because he just looked like green, a green mass. Well, and also because this isn't a super serious story, they can get away with being a looking a little more cartoon like. Also, it's so weird. Her hair completely changes when she hulks. 
because she's got like she's got like really weird bouncy curly hair when she's this gen but when mm-hmm. she's she hulk she gets like these giant flowing almost like and that's in the comics as well like yeah, you, you see it grow like it, it, yeah it looks cool when she changes i think yeah and it's like a really smooth change it's not and it's not like one of those things where they like where piled in rubble and then comes out as the hulk you know it's she, a very you yeah. watch her change right Tatiana uh, Mansley was excellent casting. She looks like she could actually be related to Mark Ruffalo. Like, oh, oh, yeah. That's they did. It's very smart casting. Anyway, we have been talking about this show way too much to get into the other news topics. We well, have. we're not going to hit all that news. Let's let's fly through some stuff. Hey, do we want to talk about the Flash Ezra Miller stuff? Um, I don't know if I want to give this person any more time of day but we should probably yeah. mention it they they trucked out a apology a very sincere apology <laughs> <laughs> it was very much in the vein of your parents made you apologize but you really don't mean yeah. it well if you remember a couple weeks ago we talked about how warner three paths. Or, uh, yeah they 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 were talking about three paths either have uh ezra miller apologize and then do limited uh appearances appearances in preparation for the flash movie have uh have them not be at all at involved with the advertisement or at all or scrap the movie they went with option one they picked the worst one they kind of did because it's the most non-sincere apology it's also that i've ever read oh yes i've been i I, i've been in i've been i've been a i've been a bad flash i am sorry boy please forgive watch my movie watch my movie that's it that's yeah. all it was. Anyway, I, this garbage. Is, it's a non-story because garbage. It's, it's lip service. That's all it is. It's barely even that. Yeah. We all see through it. Yep. Yep. What's this Ryan North Fantastic Four thing? Ryan North's writing the new Fantastic Four comic. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. They're doing new Fantastic Four and he's writing them and he's a great writer. They'll be great comics. Wait, well, he did all in Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Yeah. And Dinosaur. Well, di- Dinosaur Comics. But, but he's he- a... He's also a voice actor, isn't he? No. No. No, who am I thinking of? That's Nolan North. Nolan North. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ryan, Ryan North is is only a writer, but a very good one. He's a very good writer and I can't uh I can't wait to see what the, what he does with Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four needs a little bit of levity. They do. Also the fact that the Fantastic Four has been so uninteresting for so long. Even as a comic fan, the only stuff I like about from Fantastic Four is it's Doctor, Doctor Doom? Doom. Yeah. That is yeah. absolutely oh, it. Oh yeah, that'll be it'll be good to see his take on Doctor Doom. That could be very funny. Well, his if it's anything like the Squirrel Girl comics, Doom was in oh, that true. quite a quite a bit and got his butt kicked by a squirrel. And in fact, there there was a Doombot uh, side character for a number of issues. Um, oh, in Squirrel Girl. Oh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what they do. Fantastic Four really should be one of Marvel's flagship books because they are the first family. They are Marvel's first family. They are they were really kind of the, the progenitors of the superhero genre in Marvel comics. They were they were they were literally the original comic that Marvel did under the Marvel name. Yeah, under the Marvel name. I mean, you had Cap and some other stuff. Yeah, during World from War the old or what stuff. Have you. Yeah, but but yeah, they were really kind of the big one, and they helped break the stigma of superheroes just being i'm going to fly in and and save the day and do because listen to your parents and brush your teeth yeah he uh stan lee for whatever you say about his writing did give them a lot of like pathos and a lot of interpersonal stuff outside of being superheroes superheroes and that was kind of largely unseen back in the day yeah like fantastic four was marvel's answer to the justice league just better Yes, yes. Like more like I don't know, approachable? 
I guess you well, could Mar- say. Marvel's heroes have always been more grounded. Oh, they yeah. They, they've always... Yes. The reason they, they ring more true with younger audiences is because they deal with issues and things that younger audiences dealt with versus these towering... Godlike like beings like yeah. from DC. Mar- Marvel is attainable. DC is aspirational. Yes. That's kind of the way I've always looked at it, that DC characters are kind of a little more infallible, I a mean, little more, a little the, step above because look, look, they are they're the as, best versions of all of us. Right. I mean, look at right. look at look at all the X Men, like the X Men mythos and what it said about you know civil rights and things like that from its era. Sure. You know, it, that's the whole reason why Marvel was way more popular than DC. Currently, it, yeah. Even even back in the even like in the eighties and stuff. Uh, DC was on top for a good long while. Well, I know that, but you also had <laughs> they haven't been for a while. No, but it's the the eighties was like Death and Return of Superman stuff. Death right? and Return yeah, of Superman. Was it was when they did uh, the Dark they, Knight. They basically turned the Justice League into a sitcom book. Justice League International is a great book. <laughs> Keith Giffen is a fantastic writer. <laughs> but uh, I digress. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fantastic Four. Uh, what else we want to talk about? The Lord of the Rings Embracer Group stuff. Yeah, sure. uh, apparently the Embracer Group, the Swedish mega, they're Swedish, right? They're Swedish, The yes. Swedish mega corporation that- Slash game studio. Owns everything. That owns all your favorite game franchises, now has the rights to Lord of the Rings somehow? Yeah, this is a weird one. Embracer- Not the books. No. No, the books ju- are- just, just the rights to create more stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like media. Media, yeah, media yeah, yeah. rights, I think is what it's called. Uh yeah, the Embracer group is a weird one. They because they don't really put anything out on their own. They just kind of acquire things. They have all they have enough money to buy stuff and then make money from that stuff that's already being made. Yeah. yeah. They, they were recently in the news for buying out uh Square Enix's entire Western arm. So yeah. now they own Tomb Raider and Deus Ex and Speaking of Tomb Raider, apparently they are, um, that is something that Embracer Group is working on, is a new Tomb Raider, and it's not part of the Survivor, the Survivalist, uh, these la- like the last couple of games. The last three or whatever. The last yeah. three. Which is, I, I like those, those three games are very, very good, but that is definitely played out. Yes. Please give me the tough Lara Croft again. The, the rumor is that we are, that we are taking a significant time jump where it is uh, like a true Tomb Raider four or something, slightly more middle aged Laura Croft, who is now more of a mentor type to a next generation of Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raiders. I mean, she's still the main character and still what like who is going to be the playable character, but the conceit is that she is more of kind of training the more she's being a video game daddy she's being a video game daddy yeah and uh and apparently the leaked script that has gotten dmca'd claimed um had her with a canonical uh girlfriend which is something that has been alluded to many times in the different media but has never been outright stated that's cool yeah will you still be able to lock your butler in the freezer i hope so (laughs) yes that's the important question yes yes (laughs) what game was that terminator 2 Yes. Yeah, but yeah, but like, and and along with this, the the movie franchise is getting reworked. Uh, like the Alicia Vikander who oh, I played, for, I forgot who played her in the movie. That was actually a decent. It was movie. a decent movie, I but they're not. But she's movies. no longer. She's been let go from her contract huh. for it. That's they are. Kind of they a are. Shame. Moving, it is. She was it a is. pretty good. 
Laura Croft. But they're taking it a, in a different direction that's not uh, the survivalist Laura Croft. I mean, that's it's fine. It's getting a little I, closer to the uh, Angelina Jolie. Like I would rather, style. I'd rather play like a Tomb Raider that feels like a Tomb Raider rather than a Tomb Raider that feels like a Uncharted. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like, don't get me wrong. Uncharted are good games. Um, the newer Tomb Raider games are very good games. I, did, I, I want, I don't know, I guess a, more back to original formula. Yeah. A little more fantastical. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, you're in Antarctica and you found dinosaurs. <laughs> I I don't yeah. like playing a main character where she, who's getting beat up all the time. Oh, that first game is so bad about it, that. It's it's pretty it's pretty gnarly. Like I'm like, oh man, I feel bad for this. Yeah, this is, it's not it's not the best. But then I get to shoot Japanese ghost cannibals with a shotgun. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't be can't go wrong with that. Yeah, it's it's a great all. Well, I haven't played the third one, but I've played through most of the all of the first one and most of the second one, and they're very good. Yeah. But, you know, the next time we see Laura Croft, it's going to be in a different uh, context, which, why not? Yeah. Why not? Hey, I hate to cut us off. <laughs> we have actually hit time. I'm so sorry. No, it's cool. I'm glad we got to talk about She-Hulk and stuff. But uh, we got to wrap things up. Uh, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. Do you have social media? I'm sure you do. I mean, <laughs> we got on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Patreon at Nerd Overload now. You can email us at stephnerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. That number is 586-372-8020. You can leave us a message and we might play it on the show. That call's still out, too. If you've ever taken one of our recommendations to heart, um, tell yeah. us about it. Tell did, us about it. Did you like it? Were we right? Were we wrong? Uh, let's hear about it. Yeah. You can listen to all of our back episodes over at various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. And if you're looking into those back episodes, don't go too far. Uh, Skip the first 30. (laughs) No, 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 no.